Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Friday, June the 30th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. And our top story today is that a Medway teenager who blackmailed and sexually assaulted young girls has been locked up for 12 years. Emmanuel Agbej from Silver Streak Way in Strood forced his victims to send him indecent photos and then made threats to hurt them. He admitted charges of rape, sex assault, blackmail and possessing indecent images. The crimes took place in different locations, including the Pentagon, Shopping Centre in Chatham and a KFC in Stroud. Well, a judge decided we could name the 17-year-old because of the severity of his crimes. The mum of one of the victims has spoken out about what happened. We've disguised her voice. We knew we needed to get her to the police straight away because it, it was obviously um, it, it, within that window. Um, I don't think she had a shower or anything, so we wanted to try and get her down there as quickly as possible. And just try to like get to the bottom of it. We still it was really difficult because she was unable to share all the de- all the details with us. I didn't really know what to tell the police other than what she'd said that she'd been blackmailed, um, she, she'd been blindfolded, and and that was when I kind of knew there was this red flag that this you know wasn't just you know messing about this was something far more serious and it it, then we so when we went down there it was you know everything's going through your mind you don't and the hardest thing is she didn't want to share everything with us because she was embarrassed and as parents you you're kind of helpless aren't you she couldn't bring herself to talk about it she had counseling but the counseling was too hard for her so she was supposed to have a course of about 12 sessions she only managed about six because after each session, she would literally take herself off for three hours and bring herself to talk to anyone. She didn't want to keep going over it and reliving it. She wanted to just bury it and shut it away. Um, and you know, her her counsellor said that she was you know she was having nightmares. She wasn't sleeping. Um, I think you know we forget that a year on, every you know how bad it was at the time I was having to kind of sleep you know go in and lie down with her at night and try to um comfort her make her you know the only place she felt safe was in her bedroom she cancelled plans to see her friends which wasn't like her at all Kent Online News a drink driver who killed three people when he crashed at more than 120 miles per hour is starting 10 years in prison. A court was told how 36-year-old Carl Simpson from Durham had drunk several pints of lager before the collision in Lid. Well, our reporter Alex G was in court for the sentencing and joins me now. Alex, the details must have been harrowing to hear, but can you tell us what happened on that day in April 2021? Hi, Nick. Yes, this is a dreadfully tragic case. It all started on the 18th of April in 2021, just after the easing of coronavirus restrictions where Carl Simpson went to a pub in New Romney along with two friends that he worked alongside at Dungeness B power station. Despite having drunk a number of pints at the pub, Simpson made the decision to drive himself and his friends Jack Ryle Thompson, who was just 26, and Michael Phelan, who was 48, back to Lyd where Mr Ryle Thompson lived and Mr Phelan and Simpson were both staying at a bed and breakfast. On the drive towards Lyd, a number of witnesses told the court that they saw the BMW driving like a Formula One car, reaching ridiculous speeds and taking a racing line, as uh, one witness said. 
in what was described as an almost inevitable tragedy, the BMW then collided head-on with a Dacia travelling in the opposite direction, being driven by grandmother Sharon Haywood. Uh, both cars uh, sustained extreme damage. Uh, Miss Hay- Mrs Haywood, uh, Mr Ryle Thompson and Mr Phelan were both killed instantly. Simpson was able to get out of the car with the help of members of the public shortly before his BMW burst into flames. He told police who quickly arrived on the scene that he had been drinking and while he was airlifted to a London hospital, a subsequent blood test showed that he was almost two and a half times the legal driving limit of alcohol at the time of the collision. And during the sentencing you heard from relatives of the victims. Yes, there were a total of 10 victim impact statements by various members of the families of all three victims, uh, each in its own way, harrowing, heartbreaking and devastating. They shared with the courts and directly with Simpson just how hard it had been in the last two years for them trying to deal with an unimaginable loss of a father, a brother, a son, a grandmother, a mother and an amazing support worker. Was there any word from Simpson at all? While Simpson himself said nothing, his legal representation did... Uh, make appeals to the court in saying how much he had been affected by the crash and the loss of what he said were two uh, close friends uh, and having sustained very serious injuries himself, both mentally and physically, as well as being uh, a father to uh, three children uh, and having got married shortly after the crash. And finally, Alex, what did the judge have to say? Well, when he was passing down the sentence, uh, Judge Simon James told Simpson that his driving was aggressive and reckless and made it clear that had he not changed his plea from not guilty to guilty at the last minute before the hearing started, that he would be looking at the mandatory maximum sentence, which was 14 years. He also stated that had the law regarding death by dangerous driving been changed sooner, then he would have treated each of the three deaths individually and Mr Simpson would be looking at a far lengthier sentence in jail. Alex, thank you ever so much. At Kent Online, you can see video footage of the moment police arrived at the crash scene and PC Darren Chapman, who worked on the case, and family liaison officer PC Lauren Hockless spoke outside court to our colleagues from KMTV. I'd like to, at this moment, pay tribute to the families of the deceased, of Jack, Sharon and Michael, um, for their patience uh, and their dignity that they've shown throughout this process. Um, I would urge anyone that is heading out to think about how they're getting their journey home, Um, to think about who's going to take them home that night. Uh, In relation to our Safer Summer campaign that we're currently running, um, please don't drink and drive. Uh, It does wreck lives, we've seen that today uh, with the sentence that that was passed down. Ultimately, no sentence that was going to be passed down here today would, would be sufficient for the families. But uh, I'm, I'm satisfied that hopefully this will bring a, a conclusion to this chapter in their lives. The emotion in the court was very high today, as, as expected. Um, it was very hard um, to listen to the impact statements. Um, the impacts are massive in any case, but in this particular case, um, there were so many emotive um, feelings. Um, Michael had not long been married to Angie. Um, on top of that, they had two daughters uh, that are still quite young in age and, and a son um, that are going to miss out on a lot of points of having their dad in their life. 
Um, more importantly, we have Jack, who um, has very much um, had an early period of his life where he is just starting out. He's just flourishing in his career, um, and he's obviously just found his family with Georgie and was due to become a father um, to Lila, and Lila has um, unfortunately never had the opportunity to meet her father, which is most sad. And again, Sharon, as explained in the court, she was um, a loving grandmother. Um, she had so much family. She was a carer, um, and she would just be greatly missed. It was very emotive in the court today. Kent Online reports. Some other top stories now on a Kent man who kidnapped his own parents at knife point and stabbed a taxi driver has been jailed for 16 years. Lucy's got the details for the podcast. Well, Jack Bamford turned up at his mum and dad's home in Folkestone in March and demanded £500. He also threatened to kill their dog if they didn't stop it barking. They failed to come up with enough money, so he forced them into a car and drove them to a cash point. The 22-year-old, who doesn't have a permanent address, later attacked a cabbie outside Margate Railway Station, as well as punching another man on a train in Deal. He'll serve another four years on licence once he's released. A man's been arrested on suspicion of attempted murder after another man was found with serious head injuries in Dover. We're told the victim's in his 30s and was discovered in the high street late on Monday night. A 32-year-old's been questioned and at Kent Online you can see pictures of someone else police are hunting. Elsewhere, a man's in hospital with head injuries following an attack in Rochester. Police were called to Hawthorne Road. About three hours later, a man in his 40s was arrested and remains in custody. An asylum seeker from Afghanistan has told a court how the driver of a small boat that sank in the channel saved most of the people on board. 19-year-old Ibrahim Abar is on trial, accused of manslaughter after four refugees died in the tragedy last December. One of the others on board says his actions and advice stopped more people from being killed. Kent Online reports. The government's announcing a big plan to overhaul NHS staffing to help cut waiting lists. Now, they want to recruit 300,000 extra nurses, doctors and other professionals by 2037 by introducing shorter medical degrees, apprenticeships and more funding. Unions say pay and retention are still the biggest issues, with hospital consultants this week confirming they're going to go on strike. Well, Sue Sears is from Benenden and has had eight heart operations cancelled. There's been either a strike or lack of information has gone through the system. It's just every excuse under the book, you know, it's coming to the budgie ate my homework stage. Um, every single time it's cancelled. It's frustrating because my life's been on hold for six months, can't go anywhere, do anything, and at any moment I could thud on the floor. I mean, I was basically told I'd have a few months to live, and that was six months ago, so a sort of few months is, is, um, is you know, any day now is not looking good. I think the NHS workers were badly paid. Uh, ten years of back pay, which hasn't been paid. They still have to live. Very expensive now. Bills are going up everywhere. Of course, I, I've got entire sympathy. Even if I die, these people are striking because they uh, they can't live. And you know, I'm a certain age. I've lived, and I have. Uh, but I have. Uh, it's been a lot of this has been just lack of administration, coordination, and 
negotiation. They could have stopped this. They're going to lose. The government is going to lose. But in in the interim, they um, they cause all this grief. A young girl's been taken to hospital after getting into difficulty during a swimming lesson in Whitstable. We're told she was pulled from the water by lifeguards before being given CPR. The youngster was conscious and breathing when she was taken away for checks. This is one of our most read stories on the website today. A stretch of road in Ashford that was recently redesigned is having to be done again because of safety concerns with the new surface. Part of the boulevard near the A2070 is being dug up for a second time to correct issues found during inspections by the County Council. It was originally relayed as part of a huge project to install four-way traffic lights and will remain closed until Monday morning. Targets for fixing potholes in Kent are being missed and bad weather's being blamed. 26,500 faults were reported in the last three months of the financial year. That's compared to just 12,400 between October and December. 85% were responded to in 28 days, the Council's target is 90%. Kent Online News. Now, a campaign is underway to try and save a green space in Aylesford from being built on. The site off Rossick Close has been identified for potential development by the local council and could accommodate more than 20 homes. Residents say it's home to wildlife, though, and is popular with dog walkers, too. The council are meeting about it next week. A Kings Hill mum is inviting other parents to join her as she protests against plans to install a 5G mast outside her children's school. Kate Moore has two sons at Valley Park School in Maidstone and is concerned the high radio frequencies emitted by the mast will impact the health of students. Well, the government insists there is no danger, but details of the planned demo can be found on the website. You've got until midnight to submit metre readings to make sure you're charged the lower amount for energy as soon as new prices kick in tomorrow. Accurate data will stop gas and electricity suppliers guessing usage and potentially applying the old higher rates. Will regulator Ofcom previously announced the average annual household bill will fall by £426 from July. A new care home's opening in Gravesend to replace one that shut down after repeatedly being rated inadequate. Ashley Down was nominated for the Worst Care Home of the Year Award before closing in October 2020. New owners have now taken over the site in Clarence Place and say they're creating a beautiful, welcoming environment. Organisers of a Kent support group for people with Tourette syndrome say Lewis Capaldi's performance at Glastonbury is driving a rise in a way of the condition. TS is as prevalent as autism with one in 100 school children living with the condition. The Scottish singer has announced this week he's taking a career break after his recent diagnosis. Pippa McLoonan from Tourette's Action says since his iconic set, interest in their services has gone through the roof. Watching Lewis at um, Glastonbury was really upsetting to watch because you could see how much he was struggling and how frustrated he was and you know, really, my heart went out to him, but it was also amazing to see how the crowd embraced and accepted him and that we were all willing him on. And I think what he achieved for disability and neurodiversity in that one performance was just incredible because, it, you know, people have seen it in a positive light. People are being kind and they're being... Um, understanding about it and you know we that's what we strive for because Tourette's is probably one of the most misunderstood conditions so um, as hard as it is for Lewis to you know to to manage um, because he's quite early on in his diagnosis so you know the fact that he said he's going to take some time out and um, recharge be kind to himself 
you know, he's got to learn to manage those symptoms, which are, are quite new to him, and find his own coping strategies. So, you know, I think we're, we're quite glad that he's doing that and taking that time. And, you know, he just needs to reach out for support from Tourette's Action if he needs it. Since he's been quite open with his diagnosis, has, have you noticed more people reaching out to you for help and support for their own conditions? Yeah, definitely. We're getting more hits on our website. Um, we've had a hundredfold in, increase in um, media inquiries. You know, people are um, interested in this. It's, you know, it's creating really good conversations around it. We're trying to normalise it and... Um, yeah, there's definitely an increase in um, in people wanting to find out more about Tourette's, which is great. And what's it like for somebody living with Tourette's to see a global superstar with, with the same condition? It's tough because of all the misconceptions and everything that, that people um, know about. Um, and you see someone like Lewis who is living the dream. You know, he's a, a global superstar. And, you know, it's interesting that music for him is his release that's the same for a lot of people with Tourette's you know they'll find their um, their niche like a lot of people you know find that when they play the drums their their tics will decrease or um you know they're quite artistic and creative people um with neurodiversity so you know seeing somebody like Lewis being so open about it is is yeah it's brilliant it's it's doing such a great service for the whole Tourette's community and the neurodiversity community. Kent Online reports. An historic railway station on Romney Marsh that's been left abandoned for decades could be turned into a holiday park. Plans have been submitted for 26 mobile homes on the site of the former station in Lyd. Campaigners wanted to see it restored and put back into use. A decision on the project is due in the next few months. Ancient animal bones have been found at the site of a Roman villa near Sevenoaks. The Kent Archaeological Society made the discovery at the site in Otford. They also found an underfloor heating system. A dig there started way back in 2015 and is continuing to uncover new objects like pottery and tableware and famous faces from programs like Doctor Who and Poldark have been announced as the stars of a new series being filmed in Kent. Crews for the serial killer's wife have been in Folkestone and Hythe over the last fortnight. Annabelle Showley, Jack Farthing and Luke Treadaway have been cast in the lead roles. Kent Online Sports. Cricket and Kent are welcoming Sussex to Canterbury for their penultimate group game in the T20 Blast later. The Spitfires will be hoping to make it seven wins in a row after turning round a disappointing start to the season. If they can stay in the top four of the South Group table, they will qualify for the quarterfinals. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk Whilst you're on the site today you can check out the latest review from our secret drinker plus don't forget to head to the What's On pages for details on everything going on in Kent over the weekend Thanks ever so much for listening, we'll be back with the podcast on Monday News you can trust This is the Kent Online Podcast